What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It's a new week, new yeah. week, and and the start of a week where we will deliver you three episodes of Current Affairs, even though uh, certain weeks we we can't, but for mm. good reason. Mm. But typically, three episodes a week where we talk about current affairs and the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Anchored with a touch of humor. Anchored um, with a touch of humor. Yeah, I mean, it's quite... Uh, but honestly, also, it hasn't been the craziest of weeks la, in terms of the news yeah. and stuff like that, right? I mean, we were planning to record over the weekend, but we figured, okay, let's let's just see where, when something something interesting t- uh, comes out so that at least the episodes we know, so we put it out, we're like, okay, there's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I think we have, the, there's a good discussion coming up. La. Of course, in advance of Parliament sitting this week, la, there's some there's some discussions yeah. going on. And the Parliament sitting is today, right? Monday, right? The 6th yeah. of June, 5th of July. 5th, yeah, yeah, today. And I mean, I can't remember the last time ever where um, people were on social media just posting that, okay, you know, there's a parliamentary sitting happening this Monday. It's going to be interesting. They're going to be talking about this, this, this. Normally, mm. who the fuck knows when these parliamentary parliamentary sittings are, man? Yeah, yeah. So, contrary to what we, we always hear, Singaporeans maybe not as apathetic as we thought. Uh. Yeah, or maybe we're just in our echo chambers. Uh. Yeah, again. Our echo chambers or social media. Same small group of people making a bit yeah, of noise. Right. And then we're making <laughs> same, it, then we amplify it. Yeah, same seven people that Terrence and I are common friends with uh, <laughs> who keep posting this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but today, I mean, the first, the parliamentary sitting, they're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff like, that's at least on the agenda, which is the, the BTO, the CMIO, racism, and also the whole Sika, mm. Sika policy, right? Yep, 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 that's right. And yeah, I, I and think it's, it's that, I think openly there have been calls for a debate, right? Between like yeah. Shambhugam and PSP and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was what it started, right? They they, they basically, Shambhugam threw down the gauntlet and challenged, uh, who uh, exactly? PSP's Long, Long Manwai. Ah, Long yeah. Manwai, correct, correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. So, so who knows what's going to happen by the time you're listening to this? The sitting may have happened already, mm. uh, and we we might do a follow up on that if if there's some juicy bits that come out. Correct. But today, we just wanted to unpack what the hell is this Sika thing? Because, mm. um, I mean, it is a free trade agreement, but as of late, it has become like a derogatory term for Indian nationals from India, la. Correct, correct. Yep. Right, and and how do you pronounce it, Mister? I know how to pronounce everything. Sika, Sika or Sisa? Sika. Sika. Sika, Sika yeah, yeah. Sika. You sure? Yeah, Sika. sure, sure, sure. As far as I know, Sika. based on my my extensive knowledge of uh, sites Phonetics, hard, uh. Hardware Zone and uh, oh, hardware Semi zone. Boy Forums and all that. Uh. Yeah. But that one, you can't, you can't tell how they pronounce it. No, but the, just the intonations of it. And, and I mean, there are some... Uh, I was just going through before this. There are some racist... No, uh, okay, like, let's not use the word racist. There are some very strong opinions about Sika from certain mm. Singaporean YouTubers that have made mm. videos about it and uh, not the most pleasant viewing, but I've seen them before and they're all called Sika. La. They all say Sika. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, prominent YouTubers, you mean the mainstream YouTubers? No, or no, the no. More... Like the, the, some of the newer ones that popped up, less than less than you know 50,000 subscribers, but talks about politics in Singapore and all that. La. Oh, God, uh. God, God, God. And it's a, 
it's very cringeworthy la, but you can watch it just it's like watching a car crash kind of thing la. oh really and they talk yeah. about Sika in general yeah it just bitches about Sika and you know just it's very one-sided and I don't even understand sometimes because sometimes he's very pro-PAP sometimes he's very you know uh, anti-PAP so I'm not really sh- sure where he stands as well mm. and he's not flagged or anything it's just free for viewing still yeah still out there still free for viewing uh, as far as I know, I've I just watched it this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, like, how? What was your original understanding about Sika when you first heard the term? Uh, or was it something you were already aware of because you got your finger on the pulse of everything? No, no. I mean, I also I'm not I'm not super up to date with a lot of the free trade agreements or or economic policies and anything like that. In fact, usually I I I always. I'm always waiting for the TLDR version, like someone to talk about it in an interview or podcast or something. So my mm. general understanding of it was uh, basically, I mean, for anecdotes from people is that uh, it's a free trade agreement that, that Singapore signed with India that um, allegedly made it much easier for uh, Indian professionals, uh, you know, PMETs, uh, professionals, mm. managers, technicians, executives to actually get the work permits in Singapore. Um, mm. I, I think I, compared to other countries, la, so it's much easier for them to actually get to Singapore for the dependents to get access to Singapore as well. And uh, yeah, la, to, to find jobs here, not just in uh, you know construction or typically construction or or, or cleaning or all those, but but really in like the executive field. Uh. So mm. uh, there's a lot of anger amongst um at least I think there's a lot of anger amongst uh, a large swath of people who think that that's the reason, uh, you know, uh, wages are not real wages are not going up, and uh, yeah, and that and that you know Singapore is getting overcrowded, and and employers are would rather hire a foreigner than a Singaporean. Uh. Mm, mm. So so that was my general sense of it. Cause and I'm not even talking about like. SME level I'm talking about like people who work in like big banks for example you know uh, yeah. Changi Business Park for example has been has been uh, given certain like derogatory names la, like Chennai Business Park and stuff like that la, because of mm. the just to reflect the, the number of uh, Indian nationals who have moved to Singapore and work out of there la. Yeah. so that, that's my general what I how I first heard about Sika and everything um, but I've never done like a deep dive into it and you know read the whole treaty myself or anything like. Have you? Yeah. Uh no, because the treaty is uh fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> so so I mean not to say that I just brushed it aside like I tried to read up as much as I could mm. based on things that either gave like a breakdown of that policy or different perspectives about it or just a summary of it like because I think mm. there's a thing right now right like right now. I didn't. I only heard of Sikawa in the past year, mm. um, but it was actually signed off in two thousand and five. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. The first the first discussion started in two thousand and two. Wow. So wow. so on in that sense already is like, wow. Uh, how come now only is becoming prominent? Uh? I guess yep. like like with most things with uh, more like more xenophobia, more anti foreigner sentiment and stuff like that. These sort of things kind of, kind of uh get more traction mm. and I think the the main term I think there was one incident that that has been kind of suggested as the start of 
Sika becoming mainstream as a derogatory word was the incident between Mr. Ramali Ramesh mm. um, and the security guard. Oh, so this one's the one that the, the condominium where he was Correct. making noise about uh, being forced to, being, his guest being forced to move their vehicle from the condominium parking lot. Lah, yeah. And, or yeah, being asked correct. to pay or something like that. And then he made some noise about how much he earns and everything, lah, right? Yeah, correct, correct. So that happened, I think, in 2019. Yeah. Um, and that was, that kind of like led to a spike in in uh, the whole term about Sikala. Mm. So, yeah, so, so and I mean, interesting fact, the, the discussions or the the first time Sika was signed off after a team of Singaporean um, uh, negotiators was sent to India uh, was in 2005. And you know who led that team? Who? Who led? It was Sugar Daddy Hing. Oh, Mr. Hing <laughs> himself. Sugar yeah. Daddy Hing led that team, you know, 30 people. And after 13 rounds of negotiations, Sika was signed off mm. uh, during uh, PM Lee's state visit to India. Yep. So it's been around for that fucking long. Mm. Um, and and since then, I guess it has become an unfortunate uh, derogatory term associated with Indian nationals. Uh. And just now you mentioned uh, a few things um, about what what actually Sika entails. Mm. And... Um, just so there's one thing about the the hiring uh it makes it easier to hire people because there are there are basically four types of categories of of people from India who could who get um like guaranteed entry and stay in, in Singapore like, which mm. is business visitors short term service suppliers mm. uh, professionals and intra corporate transferees mm. So, so a lot amongst those four categories, yeah, there there is an influx of Indian professionals, uh, in the white collar or maybe C level suite, um, um, or maybe not C level suite, just the executive executive mm. level, yep, yep. Um, and another thing I also found out, like Sika is one of twenty five free trade agreements that Singapore has. Mm, correct. Yep. Yeah, and now it's probably maybe closer to thirty, but. But there was things that I found surprising because I thought first of all I was like, what the hell is this Sika thing? Mm. Um, and mm. then. Realizing that it's been in effect for a long time and it's not the only free trade agreement we have with India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, with, with any country. But I mean, I, I guess it's interesting that it got, uh, Sika was first mooted at that point in time because a lot of people point to the 2000s as the, as the, as that, the moment um, that uh, the, gov- the government probably overstretched its, its mandate, so to speak. In a sense, mm. uh, in terms of re- relaxing the immigrant policy a lot during those years, such that yeah. literally our infrastructure could not bear the could not bear the weight of so many more people uh, taking trains mm. and all that, like, Right? You know, that's when the you know you started to hear a lot of train breakdowns happen start started to happen during the late two thousands, yeah. early two thousand tens. Yeah, and then people really, and it, I think ultimately it culminated. In, in, you know, the anger of the, you know, remember when the population white paper was released, I think in 2013 or something. Yeah. That yeah, stated correct. that Singapore was aiming for, should aim for a, a population of uh, 6.5 to 6.9 million by 2030. Uh, I think a yeah. lot of people, and then a lot of people really freaked out because it seemed to, to us like, hey, our, yeah, our trains can't even take, can't even handle the, the below 5 million population. Now, what are we talking about? 6 to... Seven million, right? 
and then and then everyone started really scrutinizing immigration policies a lot, lah. And then you could also argue that even yeah, up to today, the effects of Sika are still very keenly felt, and 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 uh, even the last just the last election as well is still a hot button topic, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think like why why this issue continues to be a problem because as much as you can read the definitions of Sika and it feels like okay it's it's just another free trade agreement um the sentiment i think is that like like what you say like there's still a lot of negative sentiment if you look at reddit communities uh or reddit subreddit threads around articles mm. trying to explain Sika the the sentiment i see quite often is that okay there's all these technicalities but on the ground it's still a big problem la. and yeah. and you see local companies like dbs and all uh like just overflowing with indian nationals and all that so it's very hard to back that up but mm. it feels like the sentiment is there la. yeah and in recent times also we have seen quite a few viral incidents with uh indian people don't know whether singaporean don't know whether or not there was a singaporean indian shouting at an indian national i think at pasiris park also a few weeks ago so it just feels like there's there's a lot of sentiment, still negative sentiment. La. So yeah. I'm curious what the parliament is going to discuss about because maybe policy-wise, it makes sense. Like if you Google any article, there's all these things about how, you know, trade with Singapore has increased and it's between Singapore and India has increased from 16 billion to 25 billion mm. uh, over the past few years. So yeah. there is a lot of benefits. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So... So, but I mean, when you read when you read up on this, when you listen to the videos of the people criticizing Sika, anything that made you stop and think or not? Um, I, I'm not saying that that it particularly has merit or what lah. But the one of the arguments they bring up is that um, Sika also devalues the university education that a lot of Singaporeans have been taught is the is the be all and end all of your career lah, right? You know how, mm. uh, especially our parents' generation and and our generation also, we were taught that oh yeah, it's very important for you to get a degree in university. Only then you can secure a job and stuff like that, lah. Um, mm. And uh, if I'm not wrong, there have been a couple instances where uh, uh, Indian nationals have uh, been found in executive positions have been found to have fake degrees, lah. Right. Mm. From from degree mm. mills in the in the in India and stuff like that, so, uh, yeah, to some extent it goes against the grain of what, what a good Singaporean should aspire towards, uh, right? Like a proper yeah. university education, and then you get a respectable job somewhere at a big bank. So now, whereas like if if someone can walk in with a so easily with a fake degree, right, and mm. yeah, like, and then and then all those years that you slog and and fight and compete to get to a good university in Singapore, end up they get the same job as you and all. Um, yeah, it, it does make you feel like, what, what, what was all that for, lah, right? Uh, because yeah, yeah, because yeah. the truth is Singapore, we don't we don't have that many universities, lah, at least at least not not like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we didn't have that many universities, lah, right? It was really like three or four uh, universities plus a few private institutions. Lah. So it, it's yeah. still, it was still a very competitive thing to get into a you know, particular cohort or anything. Um, now I think there's a, a lot more different universities, but they still cater for different interests and all. So, um, whereas I'm not sure what the case is in India, but I know India has has many, uh, you know, tertiary institutions as well. Some very very famous, mm. some very good, but uh, there are also degree mills like, where people can pay money to get a, a, a certificate with a degree on it as well. Like. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so the, I, I think that was one thing that I did not think about, but was uh, brought forward as a point that Singaporeans should be angry about, lah. I think that was also something that the Ramali Ramesh uh, incident kind of brought up, lah, because he was a guy who got Singapore PR by marrying a Singapore national, mm. and apparently the university he went to uh, was not highly rated, lah. But uh. he was working for JP Morgan, which is quite a quite a how you say a, a white collar job, lah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember seeing that sentiment you just mentioned over there, also saying that. How can like why are Singapore accepting people with uh university degrees that don't even compare to NUS NTU yeah. uh, and giving him PR status like? Correct, but I correct. think also some people rightly pointed out that he got the PR uh, status by marrying a Singaporean, so that's mm-hmm. one. And also, he regardless of which university you study at, after like ten years working, your university qualifications also has 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 arguably less impact than your work experience. So uh, arguably, but so, then, but I know this is what I also think lah. What you said is what yeah. I think, but uh, yeah. I've also realized over the years that uh, there's a very big group of people, civil servants, uh, people in the army, you know, academics mm. or that, who for whom uh, it is still almost a be all end all lah. Right? It's it's very important what school you went to, and who you know mm. in the from that school and stuff like that lah. Uh, mm. So 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 it is is. I think we also got to understand why some people are so upset about it, like, because the natural inbuilt, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, hierarchy, or, or it's almost like a barrier to entry uh, that you put up, you see, when every time you get a new accolade, it's like a promotion in your social status, like, right? And, mm-hmm. and university is one of those things. Uh, you know, some people, they'll say that, you know, no one in my family has ever gone to university. I'm the first one, so... You know, I've worked hard for this, and I deserve I deserve uh, whatever it is that's coming for me, lah. Um, mm. Yeah, so so there are people who think like that, and and I don't want to discount that 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 thought too much that university is not important anymore, lah. You know, although although it's mm. what I believe, I personally believe, but I'm just saying that could be uh, a reason why also people are are almost um, almost uh, illogically upset about it, lah. I mean, I guess what you say, like just thinking about it, this guy ended up in J.P. Morgan. So, okay, mm. he he made it to uh, a branded institution. Correct, After J.P. Morgan, people think, oh, he worked for J.P. Morgan. But if someone didn't make that jump, then yeah. they have less of a, less of a, how you say, a cred, cred, less uh. street cred, unfortunately, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, less yeah, street cred. cred because they didn't make it to J.P. Morgan. And I guess it's one of those things that you can look at your success today, but everyone's success is built by smaller steps along the way, mm-hmm. like, right? And if that step uh, was was hampered by something or some university thing, yeah, like, it would prevent you from reaching like 10 steps down the road. Like. Correct, correct. But uh, actually, there's also mm-hmm. a Rice Media article about this whole Sika debate as well, like, right? Uh, yeah, which yeah, was, yeah, which was also, also drove us to want to talk about this issue. Do you know what the gist yeah. of that article was about, uh? Yes, and it was a very important point. The, the title of the article is The Sika Debate is Pointless if No One Understands How Immigration Works. Uh, mm. So kudos to uh, Mr. Ivan K. Wu, who is the staff writer who wrote it. And his point was that, okay, we have all these stats about, you know, the Singapore Census 2020 that looks at the population breakdown, the population numbers, aging population, the nationality of the population. Um, but they, there's almost like... A, a gap in terms of 
transparency of the process of people getting PRs mm-hmm. or, or people getting citizenships. So, so because there's that big gap, people fill it with their own theories and it makes any discussion about immigration policies very hard because no one knows what actually is happening under the hood. Mm. And the writer pointed to some countries like I think Australia and Canada uh, where supposedly for their citizenship applications and all that's almost like a point-based system so that if you apply, you kind of know your chances. Mm. But I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows at least one or two people who are not Singaporean, who have applied for PR, who maybe even married a Singaporean but still get rejected for some fucking unknown reason. Mm. And right, right. and the point was that, yeah, until we have an idea of the process, it's going to be hard to talk about everything around the topic of immigration like, because then what are, what are we basing everything on? Like? Yeah. That's yeah. what I took away from the article. I see, I see. Yeah. Do you? Um, Karel, I think uh, the, the article, I think transparency is the biggest challenge. Like. They're they basically pointing out that um, which which whichever government it what uh, we're talking about, they will try to. I mean, you, you transparency. You say it would be good, but honestly, there is there a real upside to being so transparent, like, Right? As a government, like, Right? Yeah, because then you open no. yourself up to scrutiny, <laughs> yeah, opening yourself yeah. up for more. Uh, you know, I told you so, and, and people scolding you and everything. Whereas if you hold a you hold all the information and the data, you kind of you can control the narrative about it, lah. So so mm. the in essence yeah la, it's just saying if we don't have the information then what's the point what's the point of a debate talking about it because we whatever we say also we don't really know whether it's a hundred percent accurate right, without the information yeah 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 so I mean it was interesting I think it was in the lead up to to the debate of of Sika in Parliament yeah. la, but just now I, when you were talking about you know how like just having things on your CV, be it your school or something, can can be a big thing within like, I don't know, like society or, f- or family, you know. Mm. And I remember there was this one cousin of mine, right, in Malaysia. Yeah. Like, I don't say cousin, like a family friend uh-huh. who was a PR in Singapore but spent a lot of time in Malaysia. And one time when I was younger, I was at some occasion and people were asking me, oh, you know, how's army, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, just finish this cadet school, this yeah. OCS thing. And yeah. then they say, oh, you know, like 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 this guy. Then then I was like, wait, uh, what do you mean like this guy? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. The, this, this guy also went to OCS in Singapore. Uh-huh. Then I know for a fact, <laughs> he didn't go to OCS. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just one time I asked him, I was like, hey, bro, so you, you went to OCS in Singapore. Then he uh-huh. put his arm around me and he pulled me to a corner and he said, um, yeah, here family people think I went to OCS. Uh-huh. So... Between us, yeah, la, I didn't la, but you know, let let's just keep it going. La. And I was like, What? <laughs> so he gave you the harsh dalal treatment, la, basically. Yeah, he gave you the harsh dalal treatment. And not to say like OCS is like a badge of honor or something. I mean it's cool, but like yeah, la, like, it doesn't take away from anyone's army experience if they went down a different path. Yeah. Right? But I just found it like, what this guy so I mean, yeah, la, I think the whole family thinks he went to OCS. La. Wow. And it's a and and I mean it 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 just it just influences people's opinions of you like, for better or worse like, right yeah 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 it does. so yeah i think in in singapore there really is this uh, almost unhealthy obsession uh mm. you know, with a lot of these like so- social markers like, right uh, yeah, where yeah. You, where you where, where you went to school where do you currently stay what your parents do what car are you driving where are you 
what kind of house you're living in. Uh, now even fucking Pfizer or Sinovac also. Oh, yeah, <laughs> even the fucking vaccine says something about who you are already. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like, I like that even the true. the place you choose to take the vaccine, the vaccine also matters. Uh. Oh, I take a Raffles. I think at the where oh. like Raffles uh shopping center there, then I can go shopping while waiting, you know, in the middle while waiting. <laughs> Whereas others are like, oh, I need to take CC so that I can take MRT there, you know, that kind of thing. La. Oh yeah. yeah, fuck, yeah. Uh, that's that's true. Or if you like you taking Moderna and don't try, you know, get Pfizer, then you're like, yeah, la, don't care, like you have you okay with with sub quality. Or if you t- want to take Pfizer, then you okay, like you want to wait that long and remain unvaccinated. Yeah, Fine, yeah, la, yeah. fuck you, lah. Exactly, exactly. Oh shit, oh, there's yeah. a whole like vaccinist, yeah, uh, vaccinist sentiment. Exactly. Uh. And then some people, oh yeah, you know, because I'm essential worker, I frontline, whatever, so I got it three months ago already. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still waiting for your second one, is yeah. it? Oh, okay, la, okay, la, yeah. Yeah, okay. the one very bad, the so, one very painful, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, so even to today, la, like, I, I find like when I talk to guys in their late 30s and 40s, like, I mean, I, I saw a friend last week and, and and this is a friend I hadn't seen in like 20 years or something like that. Like, like I really sat down and had a conversation with. But for some reason, mm. you know, last week we managed to. And yeah, you know, it just, the whole conversation essentially just bounced back towards like, oh, what is this guy in school doing? What is that guy in school doing? Oh, he's a doctor now. Oh, he's a fund manager. You know, that kind of thing. Wow, he lives here, he lives there. He drives a nice car, that kind of stuff. So, so it's just a... Mm. Um, perpetual obsession with all these so social markers law. And and, and yeah. Uh, um yeah la, I, I I can totally see how something like Sika can upset the balance for someone for anyone who is, you know, on that ladder and, and, and everything. And and or at least, you know wants to climb up that ladder. La. No I'm not saying that that people who are who are, you know, trying to make themselves better or, or make or provide for the family or what are necessarily social climbers or anything like that. But Mm-hmm. I'm just saying in Singapore, there's just a very uh, huge emphasis and focus on it. And, and it's something that even you and I, I don't think we're able to consciously avoid all the time. We also fall into the trap sometimes, like, right? Of, of thinking of about things this way, like, right? Hey, hey, don't drag me down. You are. Hey, hey. Oh, wow, you are so <laughs> saintly. You're so perfect. You're so perfect. <laughs> uh, tell me about that time you went to Africa yes. and then you did what? You did some social social enterprise again. Tell me oh, for, the, for the four millionth oh, was, time. For the four millionth time. It was called Africa. It was called Africa. It was a nine-week internship uh, about HIV, AIDS and prevention because, you know, I was I was enlightened from a very young age. Uh. Oh, my God. I think I, <laughs> no, I, like, I hear that. No, I get, that was like the second only to the, to the your Toyota challenge. Uh. That's the, the other one. Like, that, Subaru. Oh, Subaru, Subaru. Don't belittle, don't belittle <laughs> see, my damn challenge. You see, yeah, so even the car brand also, you're so obsessed with it. <laughs> it's just no, putting like, your hand on the car. There's nothing more than that. <laughs> so that you can no, win the will, car. Oh my God. I will, I will give you that, that I also do fall into the trap sometimes. And I think, I think the, the issue why it, it's so easy to fall into that trap is because it's, it's like one of those things like, you know, okay, the Singapore's uh, trade with India has grown by 7 billion. Mm what the fuck does it mean to me on a daily basis? Mm. And and I think that is the kind of thing that, you know, the whole trickle-down economics mm. and and this whole positive externality of all these policies, it's very hard for for lay people like uh, like me to, to to absorb in my daily life, like, even though there's a lot of benefits. So so that's where I think, like, it's it's one of those things about the the point that was brought to, brought up in the Rice article. Like, like, if everything is seen from, like, okay, you can justify all these numbers, but 
it's it's still uh, the sentiment that is there and the real issues are not being addressed mm. and even the questions of like how do people get PR status why do some people get it faster than uh, than other people then you just mm. you just force people to fill in the the, the answers themselves like, and that is I think the tricky thing so I'm very curious what they're going to talk about in parliament because um, if it's going to be a debate great but it feels like if it's PAP versus opposition then you can almost expect yeah. or foresee how the debate is going to go yeah. as opposed to to everybody just talking about it and not fighting about it. Mm. I mean, tough yeah. because it is a it is a it is political theater, right? The yeah, like, like I mentioned before, even uh, as earnest as I felt Lawrence Wong was trying to be about the the racism, racism, when he huh? racism. You know, uh, you know, Pritam came out and said, "Oh, this speech is very good." But have you thought about this? Well, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. there are points to be won in that whole thing. And I mean, Shamugam is a master of deba- of debate debating like that la, or interrogating like that. La. So, yes, it, yeah. I mean, you know, the real straight answers about how is it really going to affect your life? I mean, that, that, that is unfortunately you have to leave it to uh, other other areas. La. But, but I mean, this uh, what, what I would say is that, um, uh, you know, I was just having this this debate with people as well. La, like, like the concept of, and I think remember during the stand-up, our stand-up as well, there was just basically someone's making a joke about it, about how only in Singapore we call our, we call uh, uh, people, foreigners who work here, foreign talents, uh, right? And yeah, everywhere right. else, they call them aliens or call them immigrants or just, just a, not as welcoming or, a name, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and exactly. It, just, just that, just that alone really tells you that, the difference, maybe the different uh, ways, uh, the the why people feel differently about how they're treated in Singapore, like, right? Being a local mm. here, and I mean, yeah, even w- like with that foreign talent thing, you you wouldn't see like um, articles referring to construction workers as foreign talent. Yeah. You say foreign workers, yeah, exactly. And so even that, there's a different tier. So so yeah, so like what you said, there's a lot of the semantics, there's a lot of political theater. But it's just one of those things. Like I think immigration policies around the world are super hard to unpack mm. and and I guess that's why incidents of like you know that uh, composer from India having the song that sounds like our song and yeah. everyone's like hey fuck you you know don't yeah. steal our song first you steal our jobs then you steal our song yeah. so it, it just feels like this, it needs to be be addressed is in some way and as much as like you were saying you know Lawrence Wong's speech yeah it is there's a certain element of political theatre there. It's a it feels like a step in the right direction for racism within Singapore. Mm. And in in the same way, hopefully this parliamentary debate, it pushes the needle a bit a bit mm. about about the, the process of getting PR and and I mean this sort of parliamentary thing now it's it's live stream, right? Like yeah. we can watch it yeah, right? yeah, yeah, correct, live, correct. right? Yep, yep. So actually maybe turn on turn on your gov.sg now, you can watch it live. Oh yeah, well one more oh, thing wow. I did want to say was that uh yeah, it's true that I think when you apply for citizenship in New Zealand and everything, uh, one of the most important things is that what your profession is, and, mm. and and you know if you're a doctor and all that, obviously it's much more, it's much more highly valued like, than a lot of other professions, like, right? Yeah. So yeah, so exactly. and, and and for the the fact that you know that is is is, uh, is is helpful, like, You know, it, it also just tells you okay, I mean it feels like a more fair system, like, right? When when you yeah. look at it on the surface. Especially because in Singapore, you know, like you have these things that, okay, as a foreigner, you can't buy landed property. Yeah. Unless you're a certain kind of foreigner. <laughs> yeah. Unless maybe you're James Dyson and then you yeah. can buy two properties just like boom and sell one property like boom. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you hear this, you're like, uh, what? It's like Animal Farm like that. All 
every all foreigners are equal, except but some. not yeah. equally. Yeah, except some lah. Not not yeah, equal. Some so, are more so equal. So those sort the of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some are more equal. Lah. But I think the one thing we missed out is the definition or like what Sika actually stands for. Uh. And and this is the one fact you need to know to sound smarter than the friends that you are uh, just talking with. Like it yeah. is the Singapore is the India Singapore comprehensive economic cooperation agreement. Mm. I'll probably forget right. it within an hour. Yeah. But for you, it's important you remember this. Yeah. Those of you all who are listening. Yeah. So I guess what we've served up is a pretty good. It's just sort of a. Uh, I would just call it a primer. It's a primer. It's a appetizer, lah. Right for what the Sika debate will be about, lah. Hopefully lah, la, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. If you, if you ask me in 10 minutes what Sika stands for, I'll probably, I don't fucking know lah. Yeah, no, because I, it's a very complex issue and even Sudhir admits it, like when we spoke to Sudhir, right? He, he yeah, says that yeah. Yeah, these are, there's a lot to unpack lah. So it's it's not something that is uh, very simply spoken about that, that easily. You gotta, you you need the data and you need to look at the, the facts and, and all that lah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Correct. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, speaking of uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of unpacking lah, unpacking. Oh, slow, unpacking. slow day, I mean, today there yeah. is slow day. Yeah. No, I just, I just, I forgot. <laughs> but speaking of unpacking, there's one guy who very, he's very eager to pack his bags and leave Singapore, but Singapore doesn't uh, want him to leave. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, he's so eager that he apparently his family has even helped him raise money to try and get out of Singapore lah. And yeah. who are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about a, a certain uh, Benjamin Glynn who who shot to infamy, uh, I think a, a, like a month or two ago when someone recorded a video of him uh, not wearing a mask on a Singapore MRT train carriage mm. and trying to convince the people around him why they don't need to wear masks. Yeah, correct. Um, correct. And he was very eloquent. He was very calm. He was wearing uh, Terence's favorite attire, which is uh, spandex. Spandex, yeah. yeah. And apparently, spandex like, all his photos, he's always wearing spandex on there. So Except like, now, when he appeared in court, he oh, didn't yeah, wear correct, spandex. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. But just generally, yeah. in, in life, he wears a lot of spandex. Uh. Yeah, exactly. So maybe under the shirt, he went to court in the spandex. Uh. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But he's a, he's a 39-year-old British man who was recently charged in court for not wearing a mask. Mm. Um, mm. And... Ironically, when he, honestly, ironically, like, not surprisingly, when he showed up at court, he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. Unless he, until he was repeatedly told to wear one by the officers and the judge. Mm. But then after he exited the court, he also took it off. Yep, yep. But, but yeah, so that happened in court. But, but um, apparently that, uh, yeah, friends and family have raised $50,000. Mm. And this was uh, a post by Jonathan Pollock. Um, like maybe two days ago on Facebook and it reads, Dear friends and family, we have raised 50000 for the legal fees of Benjamin Glynn who is currently stuck in Singapore under an oppressive legal regime. Mm. And then he goes on to say, you know, family would like to express immense gratitude, go a long way in helping Ben who was previously locked up for two days for simply not wearing his mask and arrested unfairly and violently by the Singapore police. The people of Singapore are hell-bent on starting a witch hunt against Ben for exercising his human right of freedom of movement without a mask. They are hurling insults and threats against him and he fears to go out in public for the possibility that he might be assaulted. Mm. Uh, yeah, and please pray for Ben and basically give the impression that he he's like a, in, a, in, in a society that is like full of rabid uh, vigilantes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so, so when, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of that, sir. I mean, uh, 
he he in Singapore if you don't wear a mask like you are basically a public nuisance lah right yeah and you face a jail term of up to three months a fine of up to two thousand or both mm, so correct. so yeah so when you read that what were what were your thoughts ah uh? uh I mean there's I mean there's always like uh, I mean there's always people like that who are really selfish and 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 uh and they are usually enabled by a whole a group of supportive uh, selfish people so lah mm. uh, and, and I say selfish because at the end of the day wearing a mask is is not even about it's not about protecting yourself so I don't we don't care if you live or die Mr. Mr. Glynn right you know that's, that is your legal, yeah. your own right to decide whether you want to live or die but if because of you you know your your talking and incessant your, your refusal to wear a mask I mean, if that spreads to someone who has a weaker immunity than you, then then you've just been an asshole, right? You know, just for refusing yeah. to wear a mask. And then wearing a mask, a lot of it now is 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 a, is a social contract between people. I protect you by not spewing my saliva at you. You protect me by not spewing your saliva at me, right? So mm. I, if you don't want to follow a social contract, that's like, you know, why, why must I wear clothes? I have a human right to not wear clothes and walk around. You know, there's just a law against against certain things, lah. And and if you don't want to do it, then you get ready to face the wrath of the law as well, lah. Right? Hmm. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Actually, what? Wasn't yeah. there a guy recently who was riding his motorbike naked in Singapore? Yeah, exactly. So he had a fun, yeah. He he did it, and then you know, yeah, lah. After that, he had to face the consequences, lah. <laughs> but I mean. Like what? What do you think about the fact that he there's allegedly been fifty k raised for him, like, And I say alleged because I tried looking for the Jonathan Pollock dude on Facebook and I can't find him. Yeah. So I don't know if it has been verified or not. But the fact that money had been raised, no, I'm sure. I'm sure he's had to incur some legal fees, somewhat for, for for hiring a lawyer and everything. Like, but then then that's just yeah, stupid. Yeah, like, stupid money following stupid people. Like. Yeah. So I mean, like even in the article talking about this, they they said the search on Facebook failed to turn up the post lot. So maybe it it has been deleted or something. But but I mean I I think you know like whenever we read an article by like the Washington Post or mm. I don't know whether the Guardian, a Washington Post definitely or New York New York Times, they they paint Singapore in a very uh specific light lah. like there's no freedom it's almost like a watered down north korea or something mm. so when i read it it was like currently under an oppressive legal regime so on, on one hand i was like what the fuck are these people talking on the other hand i was like are we in an oppressive legal regime and don't even know it yet <laughs> are we are we i mean <laughs> under the his the, our lord uh shanmugam i mean you got to you got to balance it also i mean you got to America, where it's a very you know litical society where you can get sued for anything, is that for anything? Yeah, yeah, you get sued for anything, and and, and you know, we have we have very strict laws on on things that some people, that some countries take very uh take a very more lenient stance towards like drugs and and uh, mm. but but I mean like I, I was about to say alcohol, but then I realized hey no what we have like for the US we're more you know we're quite liberal with alcohol for 18-year-olds, for example. Yeah. But the US and also, yeah. I mean, you know, say oppressive legal regime also, it's, it's, it's got to, you got to look at the facts uh, relative to what, uh, right? 
maybe once he goes back to UK, there'll be like a hero's welcome. You know, this guy lived three years in Singapore. You know, who knows what extent of oppression he has had to endure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but but remember that time when Seth Rogen went on Conan or something, and oh, yeah. then he just bitched about Fun how oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Singapore, wow, there's this crazy North Korean like regime, and and he was just so scared of everyone and you know, all shit like that. I mean. You know, some people, uh, they love to just exaggerate as well. So, this it could be just a case of this guy running his mouth. Uh. Yeah, or maybe this is just a troll account. Uh. Because be. now, yeah. who knows what the fuck is, fuck is real um, yeah. or, or not. And, I mean, I think, like, just reading this, it just feels... Yeah, like, that's why we selected this as a goofy topic. Like, because it's less about whether it's right or wrong. Mm. Um, but more about, wow. I never thought that, that he would have uh, people raise funds for him. But it makes sense, mm. like, I guess. But, and he's he's maybe not- seen as, like, the... A hero, that, right? No, I was gonna say he's yeah, not yeah. the first guy caught for not wearing a mask that appeared at at the court hearing without a mask, right? There was, there was the, the other MBS lady, lady yeah, right? the MBS lady. <laughs> uh, Show me your bitch. Yeah, who apparently, I mean, from what I'm hearing, seems to have like real, real, uh, maybe, maybe real um, mental health issues to deal with or something. Oh, is it? Like, I thought, I thought it was the other way around. Like, there's that she isn't facing mental health issues. Oh, she is. Uh, I, like, I mean, uh, what I'm hearing is that uh, she's yeah she's going to, she has to go and uh, check in with a psychiatrist or something, and then just anecdotally like, I've I've heard the alleged, allegedly that there I are see, some see, there yeah. are some uh, there are some issues uh, This guy I'm not so sure about it la, Although, yeah, it, you you hear about a lot of parts of of um, America that are also. They also have people who refuse to wear masks, so it's not something that I'm uh, I'm too surprised by. Uh. Oh yeah, I, yeah, and and I mean, I would I would honestly love to to have a conversation with like this Benjamin Glynn or the MBS lady, like mm. just have a one hour chat, and I'm curious how people would would react to that because you know like last time when we had an unpopular figure like Sashwe, mm. um we did get a bunch of backlash and hate mm. uh, not to say that it stopped us from wanting to do stuff like that in future but if we had like a series with like you know Tan Boon Lee Benjamin mm. Glynn just one hour sit down not to interrogate or anything but just to just to get a feel of who they are as people mm. how do you think people will react uh? I, uh, I mean there's something to think about because um I mean, firstly, when you talk to someone, a cons- conspiracy theorist, like, right? You know, someone who who is very distrustful of, let's say, of vaccinations or very distrustful of, of authority in general and all that, right? Um, yeah. You're nev- you, you'll never be able to to win the argument. Not, not that, it, yeah, even if you're going without wanting to win, like, but you always feel like they always bring up statistics or some. Or something to to refute an an argument, like, right? Like you say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, all this evidence from whatever study points to wearing masks. Then they were like, oh yeah, you know, but there's this other study, and oh, you don't, do you know how much this study was funded by the government and stuff like that, lah. So it's just mm-hmm. an endless black hole that you you get sucked into. So I'm not not hundred percent sure if it'll be a very interesting slash fruitful discussion with someone like that, lah. You know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean. I guess it's it's maybe it's less of a discussion about topics, but just more like like what do these people do on weekends? Mm. You know, where do they what cycle? Kind of food uh, do they eat? Obviously, you go cycling. Oh, cycle! <laughs> <laughs> I one look, I know already. I know already. <laughs> like just from court, he just boom shirt off, pants off, spandex all the spandex. way, boom on his bicycle. Spandex, no mask. Spandex. 
on the spandex uh, no mask r- riding abreast with his friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all Absolutely. the the unmasked gang uh. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you got the mask crusader right now these are all the unmasked crusaders correct correct yeah so <laughs> I mean to me it's like no point like, talking to people like him Cause now I, oh, I mean, serious, huh? I see I walk around sometimes. I just went to a park yesterday, and I, s- I see some people walking. They're not particularly brisk walking or dressed for brisk walking, but they're just walking around without the mask at this point. Um, mm. you know, is the do I feel inclination to, to want to take a photo to punish them and send a picture to NEA or, or anything like that? Mm. Uh, to me, it's like there's too many loopholes also lah for them to argue their way out. Oh, you know, no, but I, like when when I go for a walk with my mom or I'm walking with my mom, like for yeah. her, she can't breathe because she has asthma. She can't breathe with yeah, the mask. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm also like, okay, uh, if she's walking at a very slow pace, mm. uh, she what what is she supposed to do? Because when she takes it off, she said she feels people are looking at her, even if they're not. Yeah. There's that, there's that, there's that tricky balance, lah. Yeah. No, so so maybe it helps to more clearly define what the parameters are, lah. Well, what I'm talking about are like active looking young men who are not wearing a mask while walking around like, and things like that like, you know wearing spandex are they all spandex, uh, no, no, not spandex yet but yeah uh, they, they look fit enough to go jogging so mm. so when they're not wearing a mask walking around like, hmm suspicious mm. yeah, yeah. Suspicious. But, but at the same time suspicious. there's too many loopholes in place for, for them to exploit yeah. for me to feel convinced that I should go and talk to them like, about it I see I see yeah 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 I see. So, but yeah, like if, if anyone listening has just I mean I'm just I'm just curious like because uh yeah like it's just like um for all these people they're almost like like how you say uh, caricatures in mainstream media that you really never get get a chance like who are these people? And I think like for for people like Benjamin Lin, Tanbun Lee and all all Tanbun Lee like, there's mm. probably some Tanbun Lee in your orbit that yeah. you are not aware of. Yeah. Uh, some uncle or auntie who feels that way. So mm. so yeah, it's just 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 curious what people think, lah. Yeah, correct, correct. But uh, yeah. yes, is that, that is that all we have to talk about Benjamin Lin? I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope that's the last we have to talk with him. Uh, yeah, but, the uh, last. What's uh, your one shock comment of this past? My few one days? shock comment uh, for the past few days is a uh, comment on uh our Reddit thread on the on the Reddit thread for episode one six seven from Mofster Boy M O F S T E R B O I and and um, he I assume he because it's Mofster Boy he says just want to say hi to the guys join Reddit just to leave this comment I'm always I'm always so proud when I see that like they join Reddit just to leave the comment been a yeah. long time listener and I've always looked forward to your new episodes there aren't other podcasts like yours where news and stories of Singapore are discussed would also like to say following Harish's one shock thing recommendation. He started reading the subtle, subtle art of not giving a fuck and he can't help but read the book in my voice. <laughs> not sure because I recommended it or because of the profanities in the book. Either way, that warms the cockles of my heart, man. Yeah. Let's just hold it. You don't yeah. ever don't ever like put an erotic book as your one shook thing. Uh. You know someone <laughs> will be reading it in your voice. Like fifty shades of grey. Yo, maybe maybe next the next genre of books I need to get into. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a that's an idea. That is an idea. Yeah. Cool. Funny. But what is what is your one show comment? Uh my one show comment is the uh wait, let me just pull it up. Uh. I I had it. Uh yes. The 
But uh, my one short comment was uh, uh, from uh, from uh, Derek FCW three days ago mm. because mm. he finally helped us solve something the issue that we had on our podcast about you know we were talking about how the saying having your cake and eating it too yeah he said that oh. he found that, oh, that discussion quite funny you know when we were like ah. a bit confused about, hey, how, how do you have your cake and eat it too or eat your cake and have it too so he says yeah. Uh, yeah, basically the phrase means that if you eat your cake you cannot have it in front of you. That means it cannot be sitting there in front of you while you also want to eat it. Lah. And then and, and the, uh, the, the, I think the problem is that you cannot, uh, you, I think the same as you cannot, <laughs> the, the order of saying it is important. You cannot say, uh-huh. if you want to, you cannot eat your cake and have it too. That That is correct. But you cannot say, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. That 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 is kind of oh. confusing. You know what I mean? Like like like. So the actual thing is, you cannot eat your cake and have it too. Yeah, correct, correct. So that's where the confusion comes in, lah. Where where if you say um you cannot have your cake and eat it too, to, to, that that's confusing because having a cake and eating it sounds like the same thing, lah. Right. But when you say you cannot eat your cake, stupid saying yeah, is that <laughs> you cannot eat your cake and have it too, then uh people be like, oh okay, you cannot eat it and then still have it as a whole, lah. That, that's a, a eh. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess it's quite funny because, yeah. like, I think this past week, like, there was an interview with uh, Roger Federer after his his first game at Wimbledon, where they were like, "Oh, you know, they say absence makes makes the heart grow fonder." So, how has it been for you being away from Wimbledon for so long? Then Roger Federer's like, "Sorry, I didn't get it." Then they say, "Oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder." <laughs> how how's how's it been for you feeling? You know, since Wimbledon started, he says, "Sorry, my English is so bad. I just don't understand." So even someone like a billionaire like Roger Federer, well-traveled man across the world, yes, there are sayings that still trip him up, you know. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that one also, that one also, I think is less confusing than than have your cake and eat it too. Right? Uh, or maybe he was just true. trolling the person. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, but it's, it's, it's. I mean, you think about it, like yeah, these are not these these uh, idioms and everything are not uh, not that intuitive, lah, right? At first, yeah, at first I was thinking, but like, don't tell me the saying is just dependent on the order like that. You mean you change it, it fucking fucks everything up. But then I realized mm. like, okay, well, you should not judge a book by its cover. Uh, can you judge a cover by its book? Uh, that, that doesn't make sense really, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, actually can what? You can you judge can. a cover by its book what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the contents of the book, right? Yeah, But you have to explain yeah. more in the, when you flip it around. So, so yeah, it matters, man. Correct. No, matters. but that that still feels like a sound saying. This have your cake and eat it too, and eat your cake and have it too. Whoever came up with it, right? It's just why, why, why you want to come up with something so complicated? Yeah, it's very complicated. It's very complicated. Did, did did Derek uh talk about who came up with it? Uh, no, but it was just in in general. I think uh, he just found it very funny that we were we, we were that we were mixing it up, lah. Basically. So what's the correct <laughs> one? You can't eat your cake and have it too. Yeah, correct. You can't eat your cake and have it too. Yeah, so the half becomes like you can't eat your cake and have it left over as a full cake too. Oh, mm. you can't have... No, but on Wikipedia is you can't have your cake and eat it. Oh, is it? Oh, then I just got... Yeah! I just got trolled. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God. Yeah. You cannot... Yeah, fuck. So we're back at square one, man. Yeah, correct. I mean... 
Come on, well, Derek. What was his name? Derek what? <laughs> Derek FTW. Derek yeah. FTW, okay. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yes. one of those things. Right. Like, one of those things. We need help. But um, yeah, so what's your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing for the past few days is that I finally started watching Attack on Titan, man. Oh, and, okay. And, and I feel like with animated shows... Like I've I've come across so many animated shows that I ended up and enjoying, but there's always an inertia for me to watch animated shows. Mm. But then I've watched only one episode so far, and I think yeah, like I already know that okay, it's a it's about a town that's in like walled up to protect it from these giants lingering outside. And I was wondering okay, how captivating is the pilot going to be? But mm. but yeah, it was it was done pretty well, and mm. I'm sold on it really. Why do you suddenly start watching anime? because it is a genre that I don't think I've watched enough of mm. um, because we are also having talks with uh, some pretty fucking talented animators about uh, an own uh, our own animated show mm. uh, that hopefully comes to fruition and I would love to make an animated show in future but I think it's a genre that I really do not understand or do, haven't consumed enough to even subconsciously absorb certain rules and parameters mm. Nobody, have you watched Dragon I, Ball or anything in it? no I haven't oh okay okay so you got yeah, quite a lot I've to heard, get through. Yeah, I was trying to watch The Last Airbender on Netflix like, because I heard that that is a super good animated show but whenever I clicked there was this stupid like, we can't play this thing now troubleshoot fuck crap and like on oh. Netflix and I couldn't get it to play. Then I remember Attack on Titan also I remember it being very highly rated so I was like mm. and now it's hard to find a good show that is 23 minute episodes. Mm, Everything yeah. is like 45, 50, all those drama. And sometimes you just want a 23 minute episode. Yeah, to veg out. So Attack on Titan was, yeah, was 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 nice. La. Yeah, that is cool. You've watched it? You've watched it? Uh, I've watched one season, yeah. yeah. But you didn't feel compelled to watch the other seasons, is it? Uh, I, I love the premise. I love the premise and the story and everything. But uh, I think certain things about the format are not my cup of tea. La. Yeah. Oh, is it? Certain things, oh. certain things, but but I mean, I think I don't, want, I don't want to spoil for you. I mean, I I've, I even I liked it enough to like play the video game and everything. So I, see, I, see. I think you, you but, should but try format, for yourself, uh, Yeah. About a format, you mean animated per se or anime? Because anime, anime has its anime. own very own distinct anime. style or anime. Yeah, anime, okay, anime. Okay. So certain things don't work for me. Yeah, but maybe it, it, it can work for others, lah. Yeah. I mean, obviously I it works for others, anime. lah. They're, they're fans. They're big fans of it, lah. Yeah. Yeah, but but what's what's your one shock thing? Yeah, but one shock thing, I'm excited about this one because it's just one of those things that randomly pops up on my YouTube feed and I know that now it's like, it's got less than 20,000 subscribers in YouTube and it's like growing oh. like 1,000 subscribers a day. So it's one of those things that, you know, you can say that you were there first, you know, when you discover it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's more for uh, wrestling fans. Uh. But also as a non-wrestling fan, it's quite funny because there's this channel called Henderson Variety and um, mm. the name is just very random. But basically what they do is they just take all these short clips, like 15 to 20 seconds from from WWE, like old WWE tapes or even present day WWE. And then he just takes those those clips and then puts a caption on the title and then just uploads them onto, mm. onto YouTube. And some of them are just so funny because they just... The juxtaposition of what is going on on screen and what the caption is is just hilarious. Uh, like, like I think uh, what I remember is um, the caption is basically oh WWE is like the the friend who you know who always tries to cheer you up when you're feeling down, uh, right? Or yeah. always tries to make you laugh when you're feeling down. And then the clip is of the 
the Dudley boys putting a putting an eighty year old woman through a table, uh, you know. <laughs> and it just <laughs> the whole thing is just so. I mean, the whole sequence is so ridiculous, right? But when someone captions it like that, it just makes it more funny. And and or all they 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 just show all the botches, you know, certain. Certain times when wrestlers do something wrong or they do they they miss a move and then and then they have to act like they they actually hit the move and everything and then they put a caption there about it it's just it's just funny lah. So oh, um, shit, I think if you if you if you know a little bit about the you know the wrestling in the early days when it was a cartoony very cartoony yeah, yeah. and Hulk Hogan or even the later days when it was like the Rock and Stone Cold and the Attitude Era, uh, you you yeah. find this channel really funny lah because. It just takes. I think. I think this is what Gen Z humor is like, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, huh? yeah, correct. It's very Gen it's Z very humor. Short 12, 12, yeah. 12 second clips. But how yeah. did you came across it? Because it just popped up on your feed. It just it? popped up on my feed, and I was like, oh, I, I recognize. I probably recognize the clip and the match, but the just, just the the, the caption itself just made me laugh out loud. Then I went to check out the channel, and then I just realized like this basically is a person who's watching like all these old WWE events and just taking out these short clips and just making captions on them that are really funny lah. So so like every oh, every couple of days he's uploading a whole bunch of them and I just go through them because it's just funny lah, you know. And, I mean like yeah. yeah like when you say go uh, every couple of days upload a bunch of them literally in the past 8 hours he has uploaded 20 clips. Yeah yeah yeah. And they're all very very Holy quick watch and mama. it's just it's just funny lah. And sometimes it brings you down a rabbit hole to watch other clips and things like that. Just remembering how ridiculous some of these like old WWE clips were, and 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 how they would have things that would not fly today, you know, in in, <laughs> in today's environment, like like chocolate pudding wrestling and shit like that. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henderson yeah, variety. The gen, yeah, the the Gen Z humor thing, like those 10, 12 second clips. Sometimes I I click on it also. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is that funny? Why does it yeah. have like fifty thousand views? Yeah, 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 correct, correct. And then, and then, yeah, that's why I think it's a very, uh, what I like about it is a very, um, it's a, it's like an invitation for you to come and comment and tell your, you know, your memory, your story, or what you found funny about it. There's mm. a very strong element of that, I feel. Uh, as compared to a, you know, a, like a three to four minute video that is like packaged, like to tell you what to feel or to, to yeah, you know, correct, correct. whereas this one is really like, uh, this is what I feel about it, and then what do you all feel about it? You know, discuss more. Even if you don't understand it, it's also worth just saying, uh, I don't get why it's funny or what, also, uh, you know. Oh, but, but I mean, I think YouTube is also prioritizing these, these short form clips, man. Like now you open up a trending page, you see some videos like 30 seconds has 60 million views, no? Yeah. And you're fucking shit, man. I don't know yeah. what the hell YouTube is up to. Yeah. Not to take away from this sort of content, because this this does seem interesting, like, but yeah. don't know. A few years ago, videos were getting longer and longer on YouTube. Yeah. Now it's like the other way around. Yeah. The other way around, right? yeah. That's the world we're in. What the hell? Back and forth. That's the yeah. world we're in. Pendulum, uh, the pendulum. Right. The pendulum. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that's cool, man. All yeah. right. So so that's 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 the end of today's podcast. Uh, the parliamentary hearing is happening either as we speak or very, very soon. So mm. we probably will talk about it at some point. Uh. Yep. We'll see yep. how it goes. Uh. Yep. Right. Cool. All right, man. Talk to y'all soon.